Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Dave. Joining us today, once again, we have special guest Robert Black of the Groundhog Day Project. And it's nice to be here. Welcome back, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have you back one one more and one last time for Minute 70. And I just want to mention it's a happy birthday to America. It is <laughs> it is the 4th of July. And I'm guessing I'm guessing this this is not a popular holiday among Groundhogs. They probably don't enjoy the fireworks, the bangs, the loud noises, and everything. Um, they're probably more comfortable in February than they are in July. But eh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but so we're here not to talk about you know fireworks and cookouts and whatnot. We are here to talk about minute seventy. So Dave, what's going on? Lay it down. Well, uh, Phil is excited that this sounds like a science project with him and Rita. Uh, they spend the evening throwing cards into a hat. Uh, Phil tells her the worst part is that she's going to forget all about him come tomorrow, whatever that would be. Uh, and he recognizes himself for the jerk he is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the self-deprecating Phil is, you know, one of the new shades, the new, uh, new, new, new sides of Phil that we haven't seen before. Although one, I, I, I teased something earlier. And in an earlier minute, I want to make sure, because sometimes I forget these things, I want to make sure I get it in and I kind of close the loop on this, is uh, Dave said something back in minute 68, and I said I, I have a note on that um, coming up for minute 70. And since we're here, I'll say in um, in the second revision of uh, of Ramus's script, as, they're, as Phil and Rita are doing their walk and talk, uh, Rita actually asks uh, Phil if they... Uh, you know, did they ever, you know, and uh, and then Phil says, oh, did we ever? You were an animal. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in, in parentheses in the script, it says teasing. And then later he fesses up that uh, he actually he, he says, uh, uh, well, oh, she says, um, well, I need to know if I need to slap you. And then he says, <laughs> you know, he says you already did yep. <laughs> that that was taken care of. So. Um, so I was just, yeah, I, I think it works fine without it, but, uh, I was, I, I did think that was a cute little thing from, uh, you know, f- from the script that didn't make it into the movie that, yeah, she does wonder, yeah, what, you know, did, did Phil take advantage of the situation? And at least, um, at least as far as Rita's concerned uh, that we've seen, he, he did not, well, he tried, but he wasn't successful and he, he did get a slap. But that does mean she thinks it's possible. Right. That he might have succeeded right. before. Yeah. Which just goes to show the, um, you know, whether whether the change is sincere or not, or whether maybe he's just figured it out, you know, figured out how, you know, how to approach this one particular person, how to how to approach Rita. Um, but we we've seen previously she was she was repulsed where she was he was squarely in the friend zone. She would go to dinner with him. She'd make a snowman with him. She'd go up to his room to just kind of hang out. But as soon as it kind of got serious in that direction, she shut it down. Uh, which is natural because, again, they've only 
she's only known him for a day, less mm-hmm. than a day. You know, he's known her for this seemingly long time, but that's completely one-sided. For her, this guy is still essentially a stranger. Um, I mean, they did have the van ride, you know, up together about, uh, what, an hour and a half, two hours in the van. But that's not quite, at least for Rita, that's not quite ready to 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 spark a romance. That's why in, in this minute it's interesting that she says he's not a jerk because she has now spent more time with him today than she did yesterday. So she spent more time mm-hmm. with the, nice ver- the nicer version. Right, right. That's true. That's true. So she could kind of, so maybe that was the exception. Maybe he just doesn't like, maybe it was just Larry, you know, get, get Phil alone without Larry around and he's fine. He's only a jerk when Larry's there. As far as this version of Rita knows. Yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I do this, I say I'm a jerk and, and people agree with me. I don't get this reaction that Phil's getting where it's like, oh, no, no, you're not. You know, I try that. And they're like, finally, that's what we've been telling you all this time. That's how you know they're good friends when they agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like the um, the the little line that, uh, th- th- that Bill does here, obviously paying homage to his buddy Chevy Chase from Caddyshack. Um, in, in that movie, Chevy's a, a golfer. And his golf tip is be the ball. And here Phil's doing, he's yeah, saying, yeah. you know, be the cards. Be the hat. Or, or sorry, no, it's, it's be the hat, which doesn't really make sense because Chevy Chase wasn't saying be the hole. He was saying <laughs> be the ball. But Phil is saying, you know, be the hat, be the hat. Um, so I have a question. So, Robert, I, I'll, I consider you an expert on this movie. I think it's fair to say. Okay, yeah. And random one of the questions sometimes about it. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't surprise me. And sometimes you need to, uh, you know, correct people who've actually worked on the movie and supply them yes. with information on what they've done. And and one of the so, officials in Woodstock, I had to correct him too. He got mad. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> well, we don't get mad. We 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 love corrections here. Okay. Um, so. Obviously, one of the big things about this movie, one of the questions or one of the things that comes up as, as people analyze it and talk about it is how long, um, how, you know, how long does this loop go? There, yeah. How long, you know, how many days has Phil been through or how many times has he repeated the same day? And, and I mention it, you know, one, I'd, I'd just like to get your thoughts on on that question of, of how many times does Phil repeat the day, but specifically the line when he's talking about, you know, how long does it take to, to, to build your skill to, you know, to be able to consistently throw a card into a hat like this. And he's like, you know, six months, months. four to five hours a day, and you'll be an expert. Do you take that? Like, is that a literal line, you know, going back to Heidi too. And when he says, I've seen this movie hundreds of times, times, you know, over a hundred times. Yeah. You know, do you, do you think Phil really spent six months where he was just sitting in the B and B tossing cards four to five hours a day? Well, that's, that's the thing for me is even if you take the line, literally, it doesn't necessarily mean it's all within the time loop in Woodstock. He could have just had like mono when he was a teenager. And so he had six months back then, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, those discussions are usually interesting at the start and get annoying pretty quickly for me. Because people go into like yes. they try to get mathematic about it and like how long it takes to learn French, how long it takes to learn piano. Yeah, when he only plays two songs mm-hmm. and only quotes one Belgian song, 
the hard one for me is right. the ice sculpting because that's the one that you know for sure he learned how to do a sculpture of her face out of snow. So it's mm. like, how long does it take to learn that? Yes. And I never got a, got a good answer for that. It takes like, if depending on how much time you have, it takes a few years. But that's people who are doing it like once a week. It's like taking a class or lessons. So it's hard to. Um, on screen, it's a minimum of what is it, thirty nine days? I think based on the cuts, like the different days we see, but definitely more than that because we miss stuff. Right. Yeah. So up to this point, I've counted twenty nine days so far that we've actually seen. Um, and there's some obvious things we know there's some prep time. There's some loops and practice time to do some of the things that we don't see. Um, I think one count and right I, down I, to 32 total. And yeah. The bare yeah. Minimum. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, I, I think we're going to end up, we're probably going to end up in the low forties is where I expect at the end. I'm kind of just counting as we go through yeah. the minutes. That's where I'm expecting to end up. Um, yeah, so it sounds like I'm kind of with you. I don't go too deep into um, that discussion because, like you said, there's, there's so many assumptions and things outside of the scope that we have to figure out. And and one of the things I said, you know, the, we've got the Freakonomics and Gladwell and stuff now, the, yeah. the 10,000 10, hours, hours and say, yeah, the 10,000 hours to be, you know, an expert pianist. And then, as you said... Well, we just know he, he learned two songs. songs. He knows when Rita's yeah, walking we, in. He knows when the auction starts. Yeah, right. I think optimistically, I we'd like to think at least with the piano, he learns more. He spends time with Mary, the piano teacher, and he learns it because, you know, he's trying to be a better person. He, We see him reading books. Mm-hmm. We yeah. see him helping. Uh, I almost called him by a name, but I haven't talked about that. Uh, the old man. Um, yes, I like extra, the extras that have names in the scripts. There's lots of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see him doing the nice things. We like to assume everything in that last act of the film is genuine. Like maybe he, yeah, he didn't learn French. He learned that one sentence. But piano, maybe he actually tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we see him practicing and he's practicing one of the two songs that we see him playing. Right. So even in practice, we don't see him doing a third song. We don't even see him doing scales and stuff. Well, it's, it's like you know, when he's you, just when you yeah. take piano lessons or your kid does, they have a recital. They learn those two songs for like four months, and those are the songs they play. <laughs> it's still four months, but yeah. maybe that's it, or maybe he really tried. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually that's true. I was thinking about it. I took in college. I took a. Um, I guess a piano class, really a keyboarding class. We we didn't, it was, I think it was like 15, 20 students. We didn't have actual pianos. We were at electric keyboard. So it was more keyboarding, but supposedly we could have played if we sat down to piano. But yeah, we spent the whole, yeah, the whole semester learning one song. We kind of started with the left hand and then the right hand, and then we put it together. And then um, that was kind of like the final exam was, can you now play this one song? Um, but I think we, I'm pretty sure we did some scales and, you know, there was, there was some preliminary stuff building up to, they didn't just say, here's a song and you learn nothing else. I do think there were some scales and chords and general stuff, but yeah. So, so we don't, yeah, we, we don't know. It's really hard to assess. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Maybe. Um, 
Well, yeah. So that that's a good point. That was that was kind of the next thing I was going to say. Where, um, you know, for the piano, we see him playing like he is starting off from bad. He doesn't know how to play piano. We don't know his artistic background going to the um, you know the the snow sculpture that he does of of the bust that he does of Rita's face. We don't know like is yes yeah, he's starting from zero just like you said with with the cards did he have yeah I don't know if there's a version of mono where you you don't go to school but you can still go outside and play in the snow right you know if he had that version of mono when he was a kid and he spent you know where he spent the winter making you know maybe he has some artistic ability and that's where he's starting from so he's not learning how to make a snow sculpture he's just learning Rita's face yeah kind of thing. We don't Plus, he know. did go to private school, so maybe he learned piano there. Yeah, it seems you know. Hey, people take piano lessons; it's not unheard of. I Let's see it as the hat. I see the definitely, definitely the the cards in the hat and the sculptures and everything. I see it as him pretty much saying like, "I did this rather than try to harass you." Like that's how I see it. <laughs> like the, 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 at this point, where he's just like, "I did this." Because, like, I mean, the, the feeling I got was, yeah, he yeah he spends his nights in, on the bed just doing the hat. Because he's, like, he's not going out and he's not trying to seduce her. He's not trying to manipulate anyone. He's not out drinking with uh, Gus and Ralph. There's no point to it. Mm-hmm. I see it as he was, like, I'm isolating myself away so I stop hurting people. And I just let them live their day. That's how I saw it. As him, like, removing himself... Because like like we we never think that he was ever going to the ball until it's the end of the film. So you know, I, mean, I think he was just removing himself from people for a while, and that's kind of giving him the hint that you know that was the situation I was. I did this, and and yeah, maybe the ice sculpturing and then her carving her face was. He's like, I want to see her, but I don't want to bother the real her because I don't think I'm ready to really uh, engage with her. Uh, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to express, find find new ways to kind of express my my thoughts and emotions, and not in manipulating terms, in more of an artistic creation. Plus, uh, everyone can use a break term. from Rita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? I mean, yeah, she does. Like, she'll say that one line where you're like, "That is a weird thing you said, ma'am. It's a weird thing yeah. you said." She's not perfect. She's like nice. Yeah. She's, you know, I, I, I think I would like her if we kind of, you know, end up sitting next together at a bar. But uh, I'm not <laughs> toasting to world peace. Yeah, world peace. Like, <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. The, uh, okay. World peace. Yeah. Gotcha, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Though I like, I like the card thing, the, the tossing the, the cards into a hat, because it can be a type of meditation. And one of the things we've talked about in previous minutes is... You know, how does Phil get his mind off of things? How does he stop thinking about the situation that there are days, there are times when just like the day's done and he can't get to sleep and he's just trying to like get to 6 a.m. Like he just, okay, you know, I know I have to do this again. Let me just get to it. So the, you know, the indulgences only go so far where you eat as much as you can eat. And, and we know Phil's a drinker, but he can't get drunk every night. I think that's going to get old really, really fast to just say, you know, to, to forget about my situation. I'm going to drink myself to sleep at our, 
you know, how many times can you do that? Eventually you're going to get tired of it. So some sort of mindless repetition, you know, almost a kind of rosary, just something you can do now in, you know, traditional meditation, usually you're sitting, you're still, you're not doing something, but that's where um, the mantras come in. There's just some phrase that you repeat over and over again to kind of help, um, you know, helps fill the void. If I just say, oh, if I just sit still and try to think of nothing, that's very difficult. You know, yeah. really emptying your mind and thinking of and, and not even thinking of nothing, but having no thought is very difficult. But if you if I have a mantra that I repeat or if I have a motion that I repeat over and over again, some mindless task that to kind of focus and then the, you know, in repetition, it becomes automatic that I don't have to focus on it anymore. And then the expanse, the nothingness opens up that I'm concentrating on something that doesn't require concentration. So I could see this becoming a form of meditation of just, all right, it's, it's midnight. I can't get to sleep. I can't drink another bottle of JB, you know, J, uh, JD or Jim Beam. So I'm just going to do this mindless repetition, throwing cards until 6 a.m. Well, that's and why the ice sculpting think it's works also, as well. Oh, because it's an art form that is designed to disappear. Ooh. Which is why I'm doing it. It's like, a, is it a mandala with the where they do the art with the sand? And you finish it, and then you destroy it. His ice melts and goes away. Right. Yeah. I mean, because anything he does is going to be destroyed anyway, but doing something that he knows right. is built in. To so do something that's made that way is good. Yeah. I like it. I think yeah. you've seen this movie before. Because it's also it's also less <laughs> it's also did. more peaceful than just killing himself to pass the time. Yeah, that's another thing. How many times can you kill? That yourself? could be fun though. Once you know that works, that could be fun to try. Some I mean, ways. like that's, that's uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things I was thinking of is like once he realized that he can't die, it just it's it's like a speeding up process. But it would like, gosh, man, that would that would just kill your whole. That would just that would that would you know like I said like you know he's got hundreds of thousands of different memories of of these people in this town mm-hmm. and to have memories of like oh yeah the time where I was like eh, I'm bored and I headbutt the curb just to restart the day you know I just yeah. slammed my head in the, in the curb just to crack my head open just so I can get to yeah. just so I can get to today again <laughs> it's like oh like just a that's what he did after each each. Uh, act- um, attempt at the date didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Is he just walked outside and got in front? I mean, of that's, yeah, that's what we were thinking. It's like, what does he do when it's like, um, all right, this date didn't work out. I'm gonna take what I learned. Okay, no fudge. Be ba 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 ba, and yeah, <laughs> and yeah, in front of the truck. <laughs> I mean, that would, man, would that be horrific? I mean, I'm thank God that's this in the movie where he's just like, okay, and then he just takes like a knife and just like just stabs himself in the head, just like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just does it right in front of Rita, like, ah, oh, this date didn't work out. <laughs> and he's like, ah! And then he just wakes up in bed, like, all right, so I can't. Right there at the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just takes a knife and just, swat! <laughs> just right, right, right away his head. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Oh. I still wish, I still wish there was a scene where he burnt down the bed and breakfast. But they probably just didn't want to pay to have like a. <laughs> It'd be too expensive. Yeah, like to burn. Yeah, yeah to build build a fake house and then have him burn it. But that would, I would love that. Yeah, they did have, and I there was there was a scripted scene where they trashed the room. Yeah, I was about to say. I think I misspoke. I think in a previous minute I had said that Phil always 
always turned sort of his aggression outwards and it was never well i know it's he's never been aggressive towards mrs lancaster but i yeah i think i had misspoke i said he never he never like acted out against the bed at breakfast either but yeah that's yeah, and then after after that show i'm like oh no that's wrong yeah he didn't he like yeah, in the script, he trashed the room. Yeah, he, well, and he like he like it was he like picked up a uh, you know he had like a biker gang or something like he had a huge party and they just like yeah. went crazy and trashed the yeah. room. There was a dog in there and he had some women. Oh, we've seen a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert, tell us how many dogs are in the bed and breakfast. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I remember the number, but it is a lot. You'll see. Wait, did Jeopardy or yeah? Um, <laughs> for Jeopardy minute. There's a bunch in that room. <laughs> There are there are dogs in his room. There are dogs in the dining room. Yeah, they're all over that place. Florence Lancaster loves dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good old Mrs. Lancaster. Um, okay, so yeah, one so one of my uh, uh, lines I have is you know, as going with the idea of him separating himself from people because he he's tired of hurting them. Um, yeah, when he says he sees himself as a jerk, and then he goes in the line, you know, goes. Because, you know, the line gets cut off when he says, you know, uh, I've, you know, I've killed myself so many times. It's such a, like, a creepy line to say to somebody. Because it's like, he knows that he was going to restart the day. But to hear somebody say to you, like, yeah, I just, I just ended it just to see what would happen. You know, it's, ugh, it's like a. Especially right now when she believes him. Yeah. Like, she knows he means it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to like, yeah, you'd be like, oh man, like this person's like. You know, are they mentally okay because they told me that there was days they spent just to, uh, how to kill themselves? Yeah, I mean, this this movie does go to some dark places, particularly for a comedy. And 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 again, that's it's, you know one of the wonderful things about Bill Murray that he can make that transition from, um, you know, from the comedic jerk to to these serious scenes, and 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 he's believable and, and kind of sells it both ways. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we haven't mentioned it, but I like to assume they uh, they stole the hat off of Buster, or one of the, or one of the one of the many characters of the the Gobbler's Knob crew. It's too bad it wasn't the red hat. Oh yeah, that's a bad hat, Harry. <laughs> Just takes it. Yeah, that's a bad hat, Harry. Takes the hat and leaves the diner. <laughs> Is that a top hat? We only see it upside down for them to to throw the cards into. You think it's one of the uh, one of the Groundhog officials? Oh, definitely. Like states a hat. Yeah, he like he knows exactly where to get that hat. I mean, it'd be creepy if like he walked in the restaurant while Buster's like choking, and just like, and hey, you're not going to need this, right? And just takes the hat. And he's... <laughs> wow, 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 wow! Guy, chew your steak, Buster. I keep telling you, yeah. he just takes the hat. <laughs> All right. Well, I only have, uh, I only have one more note from this minute, and it's uh, going back to the Harold Ramis director's commentary in the Blu-ray, and. He's really quite, so he gets the, it's not, I don't know, I don't listen to a lot of director's commentary. I'm more interested in the movie itself than than what the director or actors might have to say. But listening to this one, he's kind of quiet. The last three, four minutes, I think he's just watching the movie. He's like getting caught up in it. But we get to this movie, you know, this minute, and he says there'd be a lot, a lot of the close-up shots on Andy McDowell. And he'd forget to say cut. He would just be watching her in the little, you know, they have a little monitor or whatever. So he can see what, what the camera sees. And he said he would just get caught up watching her. And then he'd forget to say cut at the end of the scene. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, hmm. I can believe that. I'll buy that. 
I mean, I guess that really says something about you know both her on-screen presence and and how at least from the camera it looks like it looks like you know her and Bill Murray had a really good uh, you know chemistry uh, on screen. But I don't know because I I know like you know this movie clearly had some opposition. Yeah, and well, I know, and you know, in other points in the commentary, he said a lot of the laughs that we see from Rita are like honest. They're like real. It's it's Annie McDowell laughing at Bill Murray mm. that they captured on camera. <laughs> so in terms of of that chemistry, they seem to do, um, you know, get along well when he when he wasn't trying to creep creepily hold her hand. Yeah. You know, other <laughs> than that, they they got along well. It seems. Uh, so you know, so so Dave and Robert, anything else for minute seventy, uh, or or Groundhog yeah. Day related at all? Anything else you wanna you wanna blow our minds with? Oh well, my thing for this minute was because um, writing about this movie every day for a year, I needed things sometimes that were weird. Mm-hmm. The cards in the hat, even though they clearly weren't chosen, they just threw them there. I found the equivalent tarot cards and did a, like a reading of them. Oh no. And it got way too obsessive with weird details about their personalities. And it was fun, but it was, that was one of the weirdest things I did, I think. I, As you can see uh, a few of the cards. Yeah, well, you can see the, well, one, you definitely see the Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts, Seven of Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, a, which fits Rita as a character, because mm-hmm. the Queen of Cups is loving and tenderhearted. Oh. So things fit. As you see the the seven of cup of hearts, which is wishful thinking. Ooh, so, mm-hmm. things. Were Are you so sure? Mental. Well, no, but I assume it was. But still, if you believe in tarot cards, there is no accidental. Yeah, right. Those are just the cards they threw. Yeah, and so even like the ones in the air, one of them is on the one you see on the bed is stands for new beginnings, the jack of diamonds, and so they they do fit. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know this. Yeah, I, uh, this is the last note I had. I forgot to bring this up. Was it's a shame that we jump cut twelve hours. We don't actually really get to see their day in this scientific experiment. Yeah, when you take when you could go around town and show where everything that happens. Yeah, more parlor tricks. Maybe. Yeah, I, I guess it would be a it'd be a montage of that. It'd be like some funny music they play. He says, "Oh, you know, this is going to happen," and they would laugh. <laughs> you know, and suddenly so, you know. they go save Buster. Yeah, they save Buster. He's like, "Hold on, we gotta." We gotta yeah. get to the restaurant. Oh, we have a dinner. No, we gotta save Buster. Yeah, yeah. They do have one thing. They in in one of the revisions where they're walking down the street, and then I think it in like Phil suddenly he pushes Rita to the side, and a big bunch of snow falls off the eaves. You know, falls off a building or rolls off a roof. And like he doesn't slow down, he just keeps walking. He doesn't look. He just pulls her out of the way so she doesn't get hit by the the falling snow. And then just keeps on walking. So yeah, there was a little bit of that. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't mind to see. Well, on the one hand, I wouldn't mind to see it, but on the other hand, it gives us a lot of room to speculate on on what that day was like and, and what they did. Yeah, or or like, <laughs> or maybe they just threw cards. Was there yeah. like a big block of ice in there too? Like hit fell in the head one day. He's like, oh yeah, I died from that. So just <laughs> you got it, you got it, you got to dodge the ice block, or else it's gonna hit you right in the head. Right, right, yeah. It's all learned from experience. All right. Well, so that that was some really interesting stuff, Robert. And yeah, and again, listeners, let them know where they can find out more of that that great insight. Groundhogdayproject.com. Yeah, and and it's 
Yeah, it's just great. The first uh, year is all Groundhog Day, and then lots of other movies. After yeah, that. so so really interesting stuff. Again, if you are interested in this movie, and if you're not, what the heck are you doing what are you here? Doing? But yeah, yeah. but yeah, if I mean, <laughs> so much more in depth and, and so much stuff. I mean, yeah, I didn't even you know tarot cards and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of really good stuff. So I recommend people check that out. So and and Robert, thank you so much for for joining us. This has been. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been educational mm-hmm. and interesting and, and all that stuff. And so that is it for us. Thank you, lis- you know, listeners out there in podcast land. Thank you for listening. And we will see you tomorrow, if there is one. Don't let them say your hair is too long.